Welcome to It's a Lock, the industry leader in delivering world-class news, views, and analysis related to sports and sports betting. We promise to stuff every episode with square takes, losing streaks, kisses of death, and good old-fashioned degeneracy. I'm your host, Big Bet Brent, and with me, as always, is Mad Money Mike. All right, welcome to It's a Lock Podcast, Season 2, Episode Number 6. I'm your host, Big Bet Brent. With me, as always, Mad Money Mike. How you doing, Mike? Hey, yo. Great to be here, Big Bet Brent. It's Friday. Let's go. I heard you pop a brewski right before we started the recording. And actually, I heard you pop some brewskis on the last recording, so it's not like you're like waiting on go. Guilty, guilty as charged. Guilty as charged. Yeah, but it's, yes, uh, in, it's the last. Yeah. It's the last few days of summer. You know, it's the last few days of summer. Technically, it's already fall, but I consider like uh, the first few days of fall the last few days of summer, and uh, you got to get it in while the weather's still nice. You know what I mean? Absolutely. I'm going to an Oktoberfest party tomorrow, which nice. is like the good side of things. But do you know on the bad side of things? So you don't know – you're not, I guess, like impacted by this, but hurricane season doesn't end until November 30th. Oh, they extended it this year because it used to be November 1st. Maybe they started that oh. last year, but either way, that's uh, – yeah, I mean, you're still in the bullseye for a while, man. Um, don't uh, don't want to make light of, uh, of being in the bullseye of hurricane season. I feel like this day and age, that's like, you know, people's lives are at stake. So don't mean to make light of it. But uh, but yeah, I mean, I'll be uh, I'll be hoping that you get some solid weather for Oktoberfest. Those are always a blast. Yeah, so like it's great out right now. And like talking about extending seasons, what you want to hear are things like, "Oh, we just extended the NFL season by one <laughs> yes. game." Like, yes. "Hallelujah." Oh, we just extended hurricane season. Like, no, no, no. Uh, uh-uh. uh, like dial it back, move the yeah. other way. Come on, Mother they Nature. listen. What's you up to? Yeah, cut it out. I heard there's something in the Gulf on a serious note. Hopefully it stays – not in the Gulf, um, something in the Atlantic. But anyway, that's uh, that's not for this podcast. Anyway, last podcast, Jake Ellenbogen. Talk about dropping some knowledge on us. I got to say, so we went over all 16 games, and I'll take the over on 16 or 15 games. He listed players or coaches – I had never heard of in every single game. Mad Money Mike, is it, am, I, am I the football amateur, or is he just that much of an expert? That's the definition of expertise right there. I mean, if, you, if you're not impressed with his football knowledge, you may want to check your pulse because that was impressive to anybody. Um, that was awesome, man. Having him on the podcast, you know, you know, being able to hear everything that he had to say. And like you said, you know, the, the in-depth analysis of, of players at all different positions on both sides of the ball, priceless stuff. I know that our loyal listeners were, uh, were super pumped and, uh, and man, hopefully we can have him back. Absolutely. Yeah. That was a blast. And for those loyal listeners that did pay attention, his lock of the week hit, he took the pants, I guess, 
I'm, I'm already mixed up the schedule, but uh, I, there were a couple things I want to talk about before Thursday Night Football, but Jake called it. He had the Panthers minus eight, and of course, we jumped on it. We made bank. The Panthers handled the Texans 24-9. to It was close in the first half, but we both made a lot of cheddar, right, Mike? You know it. You know it. Some someone certainly made a lot of cheddar. One of us made a lot of cheddar. That's for sure. God dang it! I'm an idiot. Jake's batting Mm -hmm. a thousand. That's what we call batting a thousand. That's one for one. Tip of the cap. That's our that's our first official uh, Friday tip of the cap. Yes, and I'm keeping track of our special guest lock of the week records, and they're off to a one and zero start. Meanwhile. I am off to a one and one start, and Cheetos anti bet and Mad Money Mike, y'all Bring are both off to a, Yeah, I mean you Bring can't have two rear. cabooses. Yeah, two cabooses. I mean, in all <laughs> fairness, in all fairness, um, I have always said I'm alive better. I'm alive better, Jerry. I'm alive better. What's so? What's the deal with preseason pregame betting anyway? Um, uh, I'm, I'm alive better. I don't like pregame betting. I have always said that, but those are what we call excuses. I'm full of them. Bottom line is I'm 0 2, but we got long season. When I finish up 15 and 2, no one will think anything of it. Okay, all right. And then when pigs are flying, you know, other <laughs> events will happen. Let's what, just what? keep talking about things that will never happen. This Mad actually brings Mike. up a good question. This brings up <laughs> yes. a good question. This brings up a good question. What does my lock of the week record need to be at the end of the year for you to give me a triple B tip of the cap? What's gonna what's gonna what's it gonna take to get a tip of the cap from Big Bet Brent? Do I need to go do I need to go nine and uh, do I need to go nine and eight? Do I need to, or I mean, it's not, I'm saying, can I get by, can I get a tip of the cap at nine and eight, or do I need to go 10 and seven? Do I need to go 11 and six? I need to know what's my, what's, what's the bar? All right. Well, for starters, I've already sent you a couple of gold stars for some near misses or some close calls, but I think, so here's my thoughts, right? Season one had at least 20 episodes and I don't have time to go back through all my notes, but your record on locks of the week was like atrocious. Not not like fair. not fair. Not fair. What do you mean not fair? That you made like locks we of the week like two, and they lost. Yeah. No, but we only had like two games of football. We were like, our, we picked up the very tail end of football season. Most of those failed locks of the weeks were, you know, dumb crap like tennis and you know golf. Not the well, golf I, dumb crap, but in terms I agree of with all that. Okay. I agree with right. that. There was no so mess, but you still had them as locks of the I week. Know, Our know, loyal listeners was... are still adding tickets to their VIP ripper parties. What are you refunding them? No, you're not. So because of that, you probably went like five and fifteen. So you need to have ten more wins to get back to even. So if it's a seventeen game season, you're gonna have to go like fourteen and three. That's what it is. Fourteen and three. Brutal. Brutal. You're not even okay. Fine. I'm not gonna. We we'll get into this more later. I'm sure. I would like to see a football only the 2021 season lock of the week as its own category, and then overall locks of the week. I can still continue to be the butt of your jokes. Very funny, 
But for a football as a standalone yeah, for yeah. just the 2021 season, that's what I'm asking. If we, okay. if we compartmentalize right. here and we set it aside, what's it going to take? You're 0 2. Mike, I can tell you that right now. You're 0 2. I know that. I know that. I think you're, you're <laughs> missing the question, but fair enough. Fair you're asking enough. a question? What's the question? I feel like you're like pleading no, a case, but there's no. What's the question? I'm asking you, what will it take to get a tip of the cap from you? Is okay, it, is just nine, for is, this NFL season. Just for this NFL season, is nine and eight good enough to get a tip of the cap? No, it's not because when you subtract out the vig, like you're essentially even. And of course, right. like if if okay. you want to have like any crits in this game, what about ten and seven? Do I get a tip of the I cap? Feel like if you I go need... ten and seven. I feel like there's also a bit of randomness and luck. I'm I'm just gonna say so nine and eight. No, that's about even. So one better than that is ten and ten and seven. Like you're uh, asking, I feel like we hold ourselves to a higher standard. So I feel like one better than that. I feel like you, either of us, and and I, I'm I think it's a two way street, right? I think yeah, both absolutely. of us should uh, be shooting for eleven and six. Okay, gentlemen's agreement. If we go, if one of us goes eleven and six, we get an official. On the pod, tip of the cap. Yeah, we're gonna have to like somehow figure out how to do video or something. We'll probably yeah, do we'll it at the same out. time. Like you're trying to house like fifty hot dogs in thirty minutes for like a thousand dollars. That puts a lot of pressure on this week, man. Oh and two, I have to I have to come out of the gate with a big lock of the week, and I'm ready to do that. I have a, I have a, I have a trick up my sleeve for you, so pretty excited about it. A trick up your sleeve? What is it like a risk-free bet or something? <laughs> okay, no, it's not a trick. I didn't mean to say a trick. It's not a trick. That was uh, we're gonna have to edit that. I have got an ace up my sleeve, is what I meant to say. <laughs> oh man! All right. Anyway, all right. Hey, let's go back to Thursday night football. Jake, yeah. J.K. Bogan, he called it. And uh, I'll be honest. All right, so you caught me. Well, I don't know if you caught me, but I right, call myself out. I took. The Texans plus seven and a half. I thought short week, home field, seven and a half is too many. Was it Sam Mills? Who is this guy with like the world's longest neck? Anyway, he clearly can't see that far. He can't see over the line. He took he took like eight sacks. I mean, what? To be honest, at some point you got to start blaming the offensive coordinator. Like, why are you not holding more people back to block? At some point, I mean, he's just like a fish in the barrel. The Panthers were having a field day. Yeah, yeah, and I, I, I have to hand it to myself. I saw that early. Now, I jumped on a live line, and uh, so you and I, uh, we we took a uh, we took a plus seven and a half bet. Obviously, uh, I took you to took you to uh, took you to the woodshed as usual. And uh, hey, whoa, 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 time out, time out, dude! I wanted to tell you, I lost my phone last night. I I didn't. That wasn't me. Whatever happened. And any of our text conversations or like making large money wagers wasn't me, man. What what happened? <laughs> wow, wow, loyal <laughs> listeners, we've got a first. We've got a first. I mean, Madden <laughs> Mike throws down some excuses, but I've never, I've never ventured into the, I've never ventured into the I was hacked waters. This is great. Uh, Dude, I think oh, it was man. Kramer. Kramer. <laughs> oh, the caveman. Wow, mischievous already. Well, uh, well, the K-Man got you into uh, the K-Man got you in over your head. You took Texans plus seven and a half for two hundred, and oh, uh, and obviously man. I took you on that one. I jumped on a live line as soon as I saw what was unfolding. I jumped on 
the best what I felt were reasonable odds minus 13 and a half, which was minus 110. Yeah, that was minus 110. Oh of course, and of course, shortly thereafter, <laughs> shortly thereafter, the Texans score a touchdown, missed the extra point, goes into the half seven six, and uh, that's officially what we call sweating buckets time. And you made that bet all the way back in the first half. I made it like the first quarter. I made it like two or three minutes into the game or something. Not, maybe not that early, but I made it in the first quarter. Um, like oh I said, as soon God. as I saw what was unfolding. Now, um, guess who wasn't injured at that point was a stout-looking stout Christian McCaffrey. When I saw what the Carolina Panthers defense was doing to old, uh, old, old long-neck Larry and I saw what Christian McCaffrey was doing <laughs> on the offensive side of the ball, that was a lock. And then, of course uh, – course he comes up with a hammy and i think from the time that he got injured they put up like 17 yards of offense for the rest of the half um <laughs> so yeah i could have filled up a swimming pool with uh, with the sweat um, get this guy some gatorade dude that's some serious de- dehydration you must have went through yeah. you put oh, a bet was- in at minus 13 and a half in the first half because that was the, the panthers didn't run away with it until like the fourth quarter oh it was late it was late they went for it at one point in time, they went for it on fourth down, like on the one or two yard line, and didn't get it. That was pretty much the time. Actually, when that happened, I looked, and minus thirteen and a half was like plus three fifty at that time. Oh, so I got it. yeah, so brutal, so brutal. So I did it minus one ten. It ended up being like plus three fifty at some point in time. Um, then they scored a touchdown, and they went up by. I think at one point in time, they went up by. Oh, and they, they added a field goal. And after they added that field goal, they were up by 11. And so then I had, like, most of the fourth quarter, all they needed was just another field goal to go up by 14. But then, of course, the Texans come and boot, like, a 53-yarder to get it back to just eighth. And so, therefore, which, just a field Which means field nothing goal. to me because I had plus seven and a half. That missed that, that missed yeah, PAT, it, like, really Fs a seven and a half line. You were toast. You were toast. As soon as the missed PAT, as soon as the missed PAT happened, I uh, I knew your two hundred was mine. Oh man, dude, you had the bet tracker. Loyal listeners, Big Bet Brent had whittled the bet tracker all the way down from owing me a high of at one point in time going all the way back to last year because Vegas got canceled. We haven't we haven't uh, reset this thing to zero. So going all the way back to last year. There was a high of 383 he owed me. Got it uh, got it whittled down, and I got it back up to 360. 360 was a more recent high. That was the that was when Matt Siyama won uh, the Masters. Yeah, 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 exactly. Point is, you owe me $285, and that's pretty Damn. sweet, man. It's pretty sweet. I would have got in the green. Come on. Oh, yeah, you would have been in the green. Brutal. Brutal. I gotta say, right. so so my takeaways from that game were it was it was two on one. It was the Texans and the refs versus the Panthers, and they still not even win. They couldn't cover the spread by a mile. They couldn't cover that alternate spread. I mean, the Panthers talk about like trying to push rope uphill. Christian, uh, yeah, Christian McCaffrey got injured in the first half. Their like first round cornerback J.C. Horn got injured. And then DJ Moore, like their star wide receiver, I mean, he went eight for 128. Apparently, he's like the gem of the draft. Um, yeah. He got injured a little bit there, too. Um, I think mm-hmm. he's going to be fine. But, 
I mean, the Texans had everything going their way. All the fumbles. The Texans still couldn't get it done. I'm yeah, pissed Texans off at the have, Texans, man. They're going to have a rough year. They're going to have a rough year, man. Like, it's going to be – I don't know what's happening. I don't I don't have the update on, on the Tyrod situation. I don't know if it's out for a whole year type situation. I don't know what it is. But until he comes back, um, uh, it looks brutal. I mean, you know, Mills is not the answer. We know that. Maybe they end up. Uh, maybe they end up trading, or or who knows? It's uh, it's brutal. It's brutal. Yep. So uh, tip of the cap to uh, Jake, one and one, batting a thousand. That was a pretty uh, pretty exciting Thursday night game for a lot of different reasons, mostly my uh, looming heart attack. But uh, what a start to the That's week! That's what. Hey, hey. So Thursday night football games have been excellent until this one. So. I mean, like, we need to count our blessings, right? What's the mm-hmm. NFL season's 18 weeks now? So, like, 52 minus 18 is some number that's greater than 18. So, for most of the year, Thursday nights is just like a, hey, tomorrow's Friday. Like, oh, yeah, that's nice. But, like, the fact that we did have an NFL, NFL football game, we should be happy. The fact that you somehow managed to find, like, the world's most, like, intense bet I think it's kudos to you, and the fact that it won, I think, is double kudos to you. And I will give you a tip of the cap for taking my hey, money, oh, yes. and I will blame Jack, Kramer, or Cheeto till <laughs> I go to the grave that it wasn't me. But with that being uh, said, hey, Mad Money Mike, speaking of live betting, let's talk about the BetStamp app because yeah. I'm able to – like you're on the BetStamp app. You're at – I don't know if you use the at sign on BetStamp or whatever. You're Mad Money Mike, right? That's correct. And I have, like, you can look at your history. And the crazy thing is, is that, like, your statistics, I'm not sure if they're counting all the live bets, but if you look at the history, excuse me, you are uh, riding a roller coaster, my friend. And uh, there was one big loss that I saw that I didn't hear about on this pod, but you've got more than that amount of live bet wins. So I want to hear, I haven't done the math. I think you're up quite a bit. And that upsets me, but I need I need to hear the truth. How are you doing on Bet Stamp? Uh, I've I've basically tripled my stack. I'm over. We started with 500. I'm over 1500. So that's pretty legendary. I'm waiting for them to, I don't know, send me some sort of like join the team email or something. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I did. Uh, I did. I did have a um, a Chiefs Ravens uh, saga where I, I put a massive bet um, on, on the Ravens. Sides. I remember that. Yeah, and uh, and then I tried to like hedge it. I got worried, I so I tried to hedge it with a massive bet on the Chiefs. Now, luckily, the the bet on the Ravens was like uh, monster odds. It was like plus two sixty, and uh, uh, and so that was a big one. Um, that was a big one. And then I and then I had another fairly sizable loss on, I think, the Lions Packers maybe. I'm trying to log in as we speak, but like you said, the point is it's been a roller coaster. I have you. I've been. I, I got. I got such a monster lead on you that I've started to be a little cavalier with my stack. Uh, the the percentage bets. Basically, what I'm doing is I'm seeing the progress you're making. What is often Slow referred and to, and often referred to in the industry as a turtle's pace. And who wins? <laughs> who in that in that old uh, rhyme or nursery rhyme or whatever? There's the tortoise and the hare. Who wins that race, by the way? 
Well, first, I'd like to remind you that that is a nursery rhyme. If a tortoise and a hare ever race, the hare's going to win every time. You do realize that, right? Well, uh, just based on speed, yes. But if the hare is, like, too busy going left or going right and the turtle's just going straight, you never know. Well, the problem for you is that it's a, we're only doing this for one season. Now, if we were making the bet over the course of, like, 150 seasons, I think <laughs> that you, you'd smoke me. <laughs> Uh, hey, look, I'm up $100, and nice, we're nice, not even nice. through week three. So if you nice, extrapolate nice. that out, I don't know if you know what that word means, but it just means, like, wow. draw a line through the two points. Wow. <laughs> wow. I mean, hey, you went to Florida State, so, you know what wow. I mean? I need to keep it at a certain Whoa. level with you. Whoa, we got shots getting fired left and right. Someone's a little bitter. Someone's a little bitter about getting smoked in bed stamp. That's fine. That's fine. Uh, hey, dear Texans, I'm gonna remember this. And for if I should be taking that on the Texans, I shouldn't be taking that on you, but I am looking at the bed stamp app. Mad Money Mike, you're one bad you're one bad game because you make multiple live bets on the same game. You're one bad game from being bankrupt, man. Like Fifteen hundred. Look, I don't. I I know. I want to beat you, of course, but also like I see your wild and amateur ways, and I just I, I need to throw you a word of caution. Mm. Stop betting a thousand dollars on a live bet at minus four hundred. I mean, what if he hits a tee shot in the rough? That's nice of you, man. That's nice of you to to, to look out for your opponent like that. I love uh, I love your uh, you know keep your uh, your friends close and opponents closer uh, mentality here and um and uh and yeah i'll um i'll, I'll take it under consideration <laughs> <laughs> hey look i've heard that before um so let's move on hey i do want to talk a little bit about yahoo pick em. so after two weeks you know, based on last night's how many picks everybody – there's 12 people in this Yahoo Pick'em League. It's not too late to join. 11887 is the key, and the password is all lowercase lock. I'm in second place. There's 12 players. Mad Money Mike is in fourth place. Luckily – oh, I do want to give a shout-out. Gen Joe is in seventh place. But the thing that still upsets me is that Granny and Cheetos Anti-Bets are in fourth and fifth. And that's top half of the league. And I know Granny, and I know Cheetos anti-bets, and I know that they don't know football. So we need to pick it up. They should not be in the top half of the league. Dear uh, loyal listeners, you need to pick up the pace a little bit. You need to stop betting crazy underdogs. And uh, let's push them down to the bottom where they belong. No, No offense to any of them. I'm super happy for all players. But, I mean, come on. I mean, we, uh, we pride ourselves in a certain level of football acumen, and we're not, we're not showing it at this point. Mad Money Mike, you're in fourth place. I think uh, it's a very respectable position. Um, any thoughts on the Yahoo Pick'em? Man, I'll tell you, it's, uh, you know, we've got, uh, you know, we've got a couple players who are, um, who, who are in it to win it. Um, I'm, uh, I'm looking at Archie who up at 125 points. Um, got, I don't know who that is. Well, whoever he is has got a, that's a pretty commanding lead. That's a pretty commanding yeah. lead. I mean, it does, it does get 
a little difficult. It does get a little difficult to uh, to catch up, um, you know, in these early leads. So, uh, you know, certainly, you know, those folks uh, at the bottom are going to want to make sure they do their homework and uh, and start putting up some some solid numbers. It, it gets a little difficult to uh, to catch the big leads. I'm looking at uh, a gentleman who goes by the name of Big Bet Brent sitting in second place at 116 points. How do you feel about that? Look, I feel great. My, here's what I want to say Ooh. about Archie Who, who is in first place. One is, congratulations. Please send us an email. It's a lock podcast yeah. at gmail.com or send us a tweet. It's a lock podcast at it's a lock podcast. No apostrophes anywhere. Tell us, you know, tell us a little bit about yourself. Tell us yeah. about your betting style, your picking style. Um, clearly, you know what you're doing. Maybe we'll have you on the pod. Um, but also, is that further to your point, Mad Money Mike, I think one of the reasons that an early lead is a little bit more difficult to overcome as you get into the season is because there's a little bit less variance. Of course, there's always variance, but of course, early in the season, you know, like who'd have thought the Panthers would be Panthers would be three and zero right now? But also, once you start getting bye weeks, that starts cutting into the maximum amount of points you can win each week because there's fewer number of games. Right now, you can bet a 16-pointer. I lost a 15-pointer on Atlanta in week one. So yeah. there's uh, there's less opportunity to make moves. So um, yeah. still tons of time left. Oh, yeah. uh, there was, uh, I think, turbulence. I forgot who it was. Somebody hasn't even made picks yet. But I tell them, you're not out of it. You're not no, out true. of it. Nobody's out of it. This game is, uh, is anybody's game. It's always good to be in second. But uh, – yeah, I'm not uh, sitting on my haunches or uh, resting on my laurels yet. Love it, dude. Man, I love the pick them. Good stuff. Good stuff. Hey, you want to talk about picks? How about we go to a loyal listener email? hey This is email number three from Dad to the Bone. Appreciate the emails because these are some really good questions that I think kind of dig a level deeper it's one thing to look at a game and be able to like throw out a couple of, you know, ideas or takeaways. I mean, we all have NFL red zone nowadays. <clears throat> Pat on the back on that one. But anyway, Dad to the Bone asks, Whom are you betting to win MVP this year? And I gotta say, just like right off the bat, kudos for using whom. I don't know if it's <laughs> right or wrong, but I don't see it often. So <laughs> Mad Money Mike, I'll let, I'll let you take that one. Whom are you betting to win MVP this year? Top three candidates. Well, it is, I will say, uh, I feel like it's it's slightly early to, to try and call this, but obviously the point is, is, is he's asking where we're at right now. Um, top three candidates for me, and again, this is MVP we're talking about, most valuable player. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna rank. Uh, I'm gonna go with my number three pick first. At number three, I've got Josh Allen, quarterback for the Bills. I well, think, okay. Uh, right. You know, I think that. I think that when you look at that team, you know, especially the way that he spreads the ball around so much. There's not really another star on offense. You know, I feel like lots of times what happens is you get into these positions like, uh, 
you know, let's just say, for example, like if it was going to be between, if it was going to be on the Panthers, like, you know, you've got Sam Darnold and Christian McCaffrey. Like, let's just say Mm -hmm. Sam Darnold has a monster year, but so does Christian McCaffrey. Neither one of them are going to get most valuable player. And I'm just using this as an example because they they both were a star kind of situation. But when I look at the Bills, I really look at him as like a, a true captain of the ship kind of thing where there's no true star other than him. So I like the position that he's in in that regard uh, to, to possibly be a winner. I hear what you're saying. I completely agree. It, when, when I think about that, that reminds me of the NBA with the Lakers where they had uh, AD and LeBron like splitting the votes. So I think yep. that's a, a great take. I will say, though, through two weeks of the season, it's not like uh, Josh Allen has really stunned. You know what I mean? They had a little bit of a surprising loss there. So maybe the yeah. odds have yeah. dipped a little bit, and now's a good time to buy. Yeah, yeah, that's a great point. That's a great point. Um, All right, who else you got? Yeah, and so, well, I really, I really wish we could have done the top four here, but uh, but for for my number two, I'm actually going to go with Lamar Jackson. Let's go. Um, yeah, I think that uh, I think that you know, similar to what I was just saying about the Josh Allen situation, I really think it becomes a kind of a one man show on the offensive side of the ball. They are going to have to put up some wins though for that to happen. And with all their injuries and everything they got going on, they may not be able to stack up enough wins to get him in that conversation. But I just think throughout the course of the year. How can you say that? How can you say that? They just beat the Chiefs. No, no, I know. I'm just saying, I said, I I said, I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm just, you know, I was, I tried to preface this whole thing by saying it's so early, but yeah, exactly. They beat the Chiefs, but they also, you know, they also lost, um, you know, their opening game. So it's, it could be an up and down year for them. If they, if they go nine and eight, is that like enough wins to have the spotlight shown on them? Even if they go 10 and seven, is that enough wins to kind of get that, that spotlight MVP? Now I think, I think that the answer might be yes, because I think along the way, uh, you know, Lamar may be putting up insane numbers um, with his feet. And I talked a little bit about this um, on our podcast with Jake, just about, you know, seeing that kind of light bulb go off in his head of, I'm not going to do this thing where I want trying to prove myself as a pocket passer. I'm going to win at all costs, which includes just running all over the field, breaking people's ankles and, and making, you know, just uh, the top 10 plays, um, you know, yeah, week in and week I, out. I was going to say, yeah, top 10 plays. I think that if anybody can win MVP on a team that goes 10 and seven is Lamar Jackson, yeah. Lamar Jackson. Yeah. He is a highlight reel waiting to happen. And I think that the more people that go on IR, the more that the team gets on his back. And I actually have a ticket punched – well, not punched. I have a ticket for Lamar Jackson MVP at 15-1, to and uh, he's also on my list for uh, for MVP this year. Who's your number one, though? My number one goes to – drumroll, please – Kyler Murray, Arizona Cardinal Uh. quarterback. (laughs) I mean, the dude is electric. I mean, it's insane how electric he is. Uh, I just think that – I think that what he's doing, I think that kind of what Arizona is doing, and I think that the way the the media has kind of, you know, taken a, a fascination with him and, and he's got, you know, star power in and out of the league in different ways and he's a fan favorite. There's just like this – there's this kind of complete – you know, perfect storm swirling around him. Now, obviously, again, it's still early, but if he keeps up the pace that he's at, I think at this point it's his to lose. 
Um, and if just real quick, if we had added a fourth spot, I would have gone with the reigning Super Bowl champion, Tom Brady, TB12. Uh, I've got him in my number four spot. Mm. I will say that I love your number one pick, Kyler Murray. I've, I put him in the same bucket as Lamar Jackson, except, of course, Kyler and the Cardinals are 2-0. and um, Tom Brady, not as much a huge fan of, but the, the one person I wanted to add was Derek Carr. He's got the most air yards yeah. through two weeks, which, of course, like, yes, it's only two weeks, but you can still get him at 25-1. to And I think that, uh, you know, the Raiders have played some tough competition, both in the AFC North, which we know is just like – a really, you know, hard-nosed division. So the fact that uh, they started out 2-0, and he's got, if I recall correctly, this is off memory. I don't have a computer here. He's got over 800 passing yards, number one in the he league does. through two weeks. He and he's got four touchdowns and one pick. He's 25-1. Uh, to 1. I mean, you got to sprinkle something, Mad Money Mike. No, I mean, yeah, sure. I, I put him in my number five spot, if that makes you feel any better. But what do <laughs> what does everyone love? What does everyone love? They love broken records. How many touchdown passes does Tom Brady have through two games? A league leading nine, nine touchdown mm. passes through two games. Uh, if he mm. goes on to break, if he goes on to break the uh, the single season touchdown record, uh, you know he could. I could be looking dumb with having him only at my number four spot. I'm telling you, if he goes on and sets the single season passing. Uh, touchdown passing record it it could be it could be his to lose at that point just because like I said uh just you know there's like the celebrity factor to it yes bingo yeah Yeah, exactly although although I do agree I just think that the electricity of Lamar and Kyler put them both above TB but yeah all uh all definitely viable candidates through week Two. Let's get to uh, Dad to the Bones. Second question. It was a two-part question. We're getting lucky. I'm waiting on the bill from Dad to the Bone. You know, I'm waiting on the the credit card charge to hit my statement. But which? <laughs> and you're gonna love this. I'm gonna let you take this one first because I know who's gonna round out the bottom of your list. It is which rookie quarterback will win a Super Bowl first? And so let's let's keep it at the top five. Right? There are five uh, quarterbacks taken in the first round. Um, this is such an intense question because it's not only a combination of the quarterback, but also the the team that they're inserted into and the head coaching staff. And then you, and then particularly with Trey Lance, you know, he's got Jimmy Garoppolo. Well, like how long until somebody wins one, and how long is Jimmy G there? So enough, uh, enough teen it up, Mad Money Mike. Which rookie QB will win the Super Bowl first? I mean, if I'm a betting man, I've got to go with Mac Jones. Zach Wilson, Just... no way. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> uh, I mean, you know, Mac Jones has got the he's got the pedigree. You know, you're talking about a guy who played at the absolute tippy top highest level of competition in college. So he was the most prepared coming in. And then he gets stuck with Bill Belichick, you know, the coach of all coaches into a Mm -hmm. program that's the program of all programs so Mm -hmm. just based on that this question i'd have to go with mac jones to in order to give an answer but the truth is is that none of these no rookie none of these rookies will win a super bowl ever that's ever whoa what odds will you give me on that even odds? i mean this you're talking about like a potential 
10, 12, maybe even 15 year bet or 10, 12 year bet. Uh, yes, so sure. it's their All careers. Right. All right, let's go even. Yeah, let's go even on it. Let's go even. Even on odds. It. I'll How bet about... you $1,000. Uh, one like of money. these five quarterbacks like... will win a Super Bowl in their career. Do you remember that Nick Foles won a Super Bowl? Yeah. Yeah, but the odds of Do you remember that Jared Goff are just so Jared slim. Goff was 10 points away from winning a Super Bowl. Remember all the Super Bowls that Dan Marino won, one of the most legendary quarterbacks of all time? Oh, whoops, that's right. He never won one. Th- those it's are two different questions. Difficult. Bad Money Mike. Bad Money Mike, you're asking difficult. you're you're talking about great QBs that never won a Super Bowl. I'm talking about five regardless of skill level and I think most of them are very talented. The chances of five quarterbacks with talent winning the Super Bowl, that's a different question than the situation you're trying to pose about you're well, cherry-picking one very good quarterback that yeah, didn't win the Super Bowl. it's not five. It's not five that are going to have a chance to win the Super Bowl. You know, probably at least three of these guys are going to be riding the pine in the next two years. Like, they're which not going to go on. Where, which three? Which three? Clearly, Obviously, Zach Wilson. Would... You hate Zach Wilson. Yeah, Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson has got too pretty of a face. He'll be, he'll be an investment banker. He'll own a bunch of restaurants and shit. He'll do whatever. He's like a rich kid, you know. Like he's gonna be grabbing some pine for a while, making a few million dollars as a backup, and then eventually just like fades off. Maybe has a career as a broadcaster, or whatever. Um, you know, Trevor Lawrence ends up as like a, you know, some famous just for alumni men. for Clemson. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Um, you know, David Mills, you know, does draft impersonations at the local zoo. Uh, you know, I wasn't even it. counting him. I, the other oh, three okay. I had were Mac Jones, Trey Lance, and Justin Fields. So I'm guessing Trey Lance, you're thinking, is going to be selling used cars at the dealership? Yeah. I mean, Justin Fields is your, your standard uh, Teddy Bridgewater, um, uh, you know, uh, Tyrod Taylor. Wow. T- is this intentional? Talent. Are you like in per- on purpose trying to stir the pot versus our large loyal listening audience in San Francisco? <laughs> uh, no, I said I said Justin Fields. I didn't say Trey Lance. I said Justin Fields, like super talented, what? same the same type of skill set. But these guys aren't going to play for a Super Bowl. What are you talking about? I can't believe that you're questioning me on this. They're not going to play for a Super Bowl. Justin Fields got inserted into if Justin Fields can overcome the lack of quarterback development in chicago all the other pieces are there i mean like i i think justin all right i did put him third but it was the only reason i put him third and not second i have mac jones first but i put trey lance second because i really like the coaching staff and also the fact that he's got jimmy garoppolo he may win a super bowl riding like you said riding the pine but i think it was really close between two and three i like justin in terms of in terms of raw Quarterback talent. I've got Justin Fields as you just, threw, uh, you just threw a curveball into this. You just threw a curveball into this. If the quarterback okay. is right, if the quarterback is riding the pine while the team wins the Super Bowl, that counts as to what we're talking about. No, I don't think it would. But okay, it, okay no. let's let's say for example, the 49ers won the Super Bowl this year, and Trey Lance is doing like twenty percent of the snaps as uh, you know, like a. Uh, uh, Swiss Army pocket pocket knife quarterback. Yeah, I would consider that. But if he's like okay. a true backup, then yeah, I would uh, I would not take the win. 
Yeah, I, I, I'd bet you some amount of money. I may need to take some odds on this. I'd bet you some amount of money that none of the other guys besides Mac Jones ever even play in a Super Bowl, let alone win one. They never even win a championship game, uh, a conference championship to make it to the Super Bowl. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I know we're getting a little long-winded here. Awesome, awesome uh, email from Dad to the Bone. Like, cannot thank you enough. Keep them coming, loyal listeners. Take notes. This is how you send. Uh, this is how you send emails. This is how you send loyal listener emails. This is a juicy stuff, man. And I look forward to revisiting with this with you, which I know we'll do often. Yeah, yeah. Good point. We should probably move on. Um, a good plug though. Thank you again, Dad to the Bone. Our email address. Open for loyal listener emails such as this. It's a like podcast at gmail.com, no apostrophe. And of course, you can always shoot us a message on Twitter at it's a like podcast. Okay. Excuse me. Let's talk pick six, but it's not a pick six because Thursday night football, I had picked it. uh, Anyway, it's a pick five and it's a real humdinger right out the gate. You got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. At the Los Angeles Rams, Mad Money Mike. This game is waffling between a pick'em and I'm. And last I wrote down, the Rams are actually getting a point at home. I uh, and by I did the research. I mean I listened to uh, Jake Ellenbogen. The uh, Rams actually beat the Bucks last year with Jared Goff, but they're getting a point. The over/under is fifty-five and a half. What? Uh, Oh, of course. You're taking the Tampa Bay Bucks. You're from uh, Miami-Dade, Miami-Dade County, no, right? I am not from Miami-Dade County. I'm from Casco <laughs> County, Dade City. Uh, oh, I, what? <laughs> I am fascinated by this. Now, the line has moved in the Bucks' favor. It's now at one and a half, the Bucks' wow. favor. The over-unders come down a little bit to, to 55, but that's pretty much the same thing. It's 55 and a half. Um, you know, that's pretty interesting. I mean, that's, you know, the, the books, the books are looking at this as like, a you know, a, a 24 to 20, what is that? 24 to 22, or I'm sorry, 30, or boy, here I go. 28 to 28 to 26 or 29, 26, 28, 26, 29, 26, like a very close game that finishes. In Am the I at 20s. an auction? What is going on? <laughs> I'm I'm trying to say. Can't do math on a Friday. You know what I'm trying to say? That's what they're looking at. They're looking at a super close game that finishes in the high twenties, twenty nine, twenty six, somewhere in that range. Um, Who do you, you know, like? I, I don't like anyone. I, I would. There's not a chance that I would ever bet on this game. I would never touch this, uh, you know, until the third quarter. It's going to be super fascinating <laughs> to see. <laughs> what... And then you throw in four digits. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what the the Rams? You know, here's the thing. Here's what you have to remember. It's just we see this all the time across all professional sports. When a team goes up against the champs, they dig deep. This is the defending Super Bowl champions. The Rams are going to leave it all on the field. They are, you know, everybody wants to knock off the champs. Like, you know, every game for the Bucs is going to be tough. And this is not a defensive line that Tom Brady wants to have to go up against. Now he has one of the quickest releases in NFL history. Uh, You know, Bruce Arians is obviously going to come up with a game plan to help him get the ball out quickly. It's going to be interesting, man. I, I gunned my head. I would take the Bucks at minus one and a half. 
But I heard Antonio we, Brown is out. Yeah, who gives a crap? You know what to do. Well, he's uh, he. You go back to talking about electric players. He's an electric player. I will say the fact that the Rams beat the Bucks last year and they had Jared Goff. I'm just like mashing my pen into the paper, circling the Rams. And the more mm-hmm. points that you want to give me, the more that I'm mashing my uh, my pen into the paper. Um, I think the Rams are going to win this at home at Sophie Stadium. Um, I think that the Bucks are, uh, you know, they got a little bit fortunate, of course. You know, they had quite a few turnovers in uh, the season opener, so that might, may, might be an anomaly. But uh, I'm, maybe I'm just, like, too high on the Rams because of our last podcast hosted by the host of Downtown Rams. But uh, give me the Rams in this one. Love it. Love it. Whew. All right, man. So that was uh... – that was game five of our pick six. Who is up next? Okay, this is a Sunday night football, and this game flummoxed me. So, um, Mad Money Mike, the word flummoxed means, like, really confused <laughs> me or, like, really put, like, a oh. question mark above my head if I was, like, oh, in the sim. Loyal listeners, but- <laughs> loyal listeners, I'm just – I'm on record just saying I'm not going to let them get away with this. There will be retribution. <laughs> the Packers – are at the 49ers and they're getting three and a half. They are Aaron Rodgers is a three and a half point underdog against the 49ers who beat the Lions by eight points and beat the Eagles by six points. I tried to send you a text message right before we got on this pod in full transparency about how much money I, I wanted to bet on the Packers. I don't know if you got that message or, oh, or how it. much detail we want to get into right now, but I mean, like, back up the truck. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Was that another brewski? Brewski's Friday. Let's go. Man, Money Mike, how can we not bet our second houses? Because, yeah, we both have second houses, right? And, uh, <laughs> yeah, anyway. <laughs> what would you, how well, can let we me not- ask you this. What would you consider this? Obviously, there, you know, we don't need to disclose the dollar amount that you're looking at, but what would you consider 100%. that as a percent? 100%. What would you consider that? 110%. Of, of I'm your, all well, it can't be 110, like of your stack. Like if you, if you gave yourself, this is the amount of money that I've set aside to bet on the entire 21 season, no, what would you consider uh, yes. that? Yes, like and percent? here's why. And here's why it's 110%. So every time I go to Vegas, I bring – an amount of money, right? And it's a hundred percent, right? But then what yeah. happens is I always end up getting a cash advance, and so it's more <laughs> than a hundred percent. Okay, so this this is a hundred percent of your stack. You're going all in in week three. No, no, hundred and ten percent, hundred and ten percent. Let's go, Packers! I, look, and I you're I nuts, want the money dude. line. I think the Packers you're are going to win this game. You're nuts. You're crazy. You're crazy. You, are you taking my action? Yeah, not that much. I'm not taking your all-in action, but we'll we'll throw it in the tracker. I'll give you a chance to uh, I'll give you a chance to win a hundred bucks back. You don't want to you don't want a house in the Poconos <laughs> or bedroom. I'm not an East Coast kind of guy, <laughs> but <laughs> no offense. <laughs> I, no offense, listeners. Um, yeah, I mean it's gonna be it, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be a pretty raucous atmosphere. The the 49ers. Uh, they're not going to roll over, man. It's going to be a tough game. I mean, Aaron Rodgers' opening game was uh, was kind of all you need to uh, need to know is is why this is a stay away. Um, 
Week one overreaction. Alert, alert. How did he do week two? Well, the, he was losing at halftime. Wasn't like 17-14? That was a lucky field goal, Mike. <laughs> yeah, this is uh, this, this is confirmation this is a, bias one hundred and one. Yeah, this is a this is a hard stay away from me. Just uh, you know, anytime you know, in East. Well, they're not East Coast. I guess they're Midwest, but they're still going to have to travel quite a ways. You know, it's at home for the Forty Niners. Um, you it's know, Sunday, Sunday night, night though, so I don't think that makes it that well. Okay, so well, they're actually starting to get late. Okay, that's a good. Point. Yeah, and I, yeah, I mean, I will say though, actually, on that note. If there's anybody out there who's going to rise to the occasion, um, you know, in a spotlight game, it's going to be Aaron Rodgers. He's definitely geared more for rising to the occasion than uh, than Jimmy Garoppolo is. Jimmy Garoppolo is more of a of a of a shrink away, the old uh, salt on the slug moment for him in the spotlight. So that Ooh. actually, I do give the edge to uh, to Aaron Rodgers on that one. I think what I like possibly here is I think I like the over. I see it sitting there at 50 and a half. Um, oh, wow. Packers, That's up one yeah. point from yesterday. Yeah. So money's coming in on the over. I'm still uh, I'm still liking it where it's at right now. I see this game, you know, being a high-scoring Sunday night spotlight game. I could even see like a, you know, a 34-31 kind of finish to it with, with one team, you know, kicking a field goal, you know, towards the end to, to get that win. So, that's where I'm at on this one. Wouldn't touch it. Uh, wouldn't touch the Packers just because of the nerves, of, you know, of, of about what's happened already, but like the over. That's where I'm at. All right. Excellent. You know where I'm at, and we'll continue that conversation afterwards. Let's move to an AFC North showdown, which uh, historically hasn't been much of a showdown, but, uh, you know, the Bengals kind of got new life with Joe Burrow, although last week they took a step uh, – you know, a, a sidestep. The Bengals are getting three going into Pittsburgh. Mad Money Mike, I've circled the Bengals here. Based on the Steelers' start to this season, I think three points is just too many. Change my mind. I can't. I can't. I can't change my mind. I've, <laughs> I've, got, the, I've got the Bengals circled as well. I just think, I think this was an absolute nightmare start for the Steelers. A nightmare start for the Steelers. The truth is, is that they they struggled in that opening game against the Bills. They went mm-hmm. into Buffalo and won twenty to ten. And you're trying to tell me it's a nightmare start? Come on, well, listen, Mike. You didn't. You I'm didn't getting let the me edit finish. button out. You didn't let me finish. All right, they got okay. the win. But what happens though is that it, it it creates thoughts that creep in your mind. It creates thoughts that creep in your mind. Even just you know putting up the, the goose egg in the first half, um, and you know really uh, defensive you know, defensively is what got them through that game with the Bills. The offense was pretty stagnant. Then you come out against the Raiders, you maintain that offensive, you know, stagnation, but then you lose the edge with your defense. So, you know, it wasn't a great situation in Buffalo, but you got the win, but a lot of question marks. Then all of a sudden you get embarrassed at home by the Raiders. Now you've got you know, now you've got a case of the 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 oozy goozies. You know, uh, you know, not feeling so great going into a tough game against the Bengals with a young quarterback looking to prove himself, a team that wants to knock off a division rival, and then of course you've got Ben injured. You had the bonehead play at the end of the game yeah. where Deontay Johnson gets injured. You know, so all these question marks, and then you've T.J. got T.J. Watt you know, is out too. Yeah. T.J. Watt's out. Thank you for adding that. So, yeah. all for all these reasons. Um, 
you know, I'm, I almost, I'm not going to be able to just, change your mind. Not to cut you off, I almost view this as like a bounce back game for the Steelers, a bounce back mm-hmm. opportunity. But mm-hmm. there's a couple of like key barriers that you just talked about, like Big Ben with a pec injury. I mean, if Big Ben is out or not 100%, that, that's that's a deal breaker. And even Big Ben at 100% hasn't been too stellar. Like you mentioned, their offense through the first two weeks hasn't been anything to write home about. And I'm sure your parents would like to hear from you, so maybe you should write home to them anyway. But, <laughs> I mean, the, the Steelers, they're not, look, hey, week one, I was very impressed by their overall team performance. But um, – uh, look, hey, I was I was just about to say I'm not sure the defense can get it done versus the Bengals, but I actually think that it could, especially with the Bengals coming off uh, showing you know showing that they do have some weaknesses. I circled the Bengals, but I'm xing it out right now, and I'm just gonna. Uh, I don't have the over under, but I may just uh, just sit back and watch this one. Um, I, I can't take a bet either way. So yeah, 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 yeah. I'm with you on that one. I'll, I'll tell you, let's uh, move it, move into a game that I will be making a bet on with a rookie quarterback that will be making his first start that I don't think you have much confidence in. It is the Chicago Bears headed to Cleveland to take on the Browns. I wrote this down yesterday, Mad Money Mike. I feel like the line may have moved. The Bears are getting seven, but I feel like they may have gone up to seven and a half, or am I just yeah. seeing things? No, I've got it at seven and a half. Wow. Yep. They're no, giving actually, us I'm the sorry. hook right uh, well, there. Well, I'll tell you, actually, so on ESPN, they've got it up to seven and a half. I don't know where they pull their lines from. I would have to bet it at seven. Oregon Lottery School Board's okay. got it at seven even still. So looks like maybe some – it's probably the lines are split. Probably got several books at seven and several books at seven and a half. Um, that's that's probably that, – that's almost like a good, like, interlude there, like – if you have access to multiple books, which sadly the Oregon Lottery swindlers have a monopoly on the market, half a point, especially when the number is seven, is a huge difference. And I think ESPN uses Caesars for their mm. lines. So if you have access to Caesars, definitely check that out. But yeah, especially if they're getting seven and a half, give me Justin Fields. Give me the Bears. The Browns, hey, they're a good team, but... They lost to the Chiefs, but they played great, so I'm not going to hold that against them. But in their Week 2 matchup versus the Texans, it was a neck-and-neck battle until Tyrod got hurt. So I think the Bears are a much stronger team. I expect the Bears to be competitive. Justin Fields' first start, I expect to be electric. Give me the Bears. Mad Money Mike, what do you think? I like your enthusiasm, man. Uh, Certainly would never in a million years take the Bears on the money line. The, the spread is interesting. Book um, it. Dear loyal listeners, book the Bears money line. <laughs> <laughs> wow. It's fade. Captain, <laughs> Captain Fade has entered the chat. Uh, how'd, that work, how'd that work out for you last night? Uh, Dude, I lost my phone, man. What happened? <laughs> yeah, it's going to be too much. Uh, it's going to be too much for the rookie to handle at a, you know, a very raucous crowd in Cleveland. OBJ back on Cleveland, the field. At- raucous, raucous crowd. First, I've heard that. Nah, come on, man. The mistake on the lake, the earthquake on the lake. They're gonna get it done. <laughs> um, you just cost us an entire city with that comment, Mike. <laughs> I corrected it though. Uh, no, it's it's uh, you know, like I said, OBJ back to full health. 
he's going to bring, you know, he's going to bring, uh, he's going to bring an entirely new dimension to an, an already effective passing game. You know, Baker's. What is, what is, is that dimension? It's not the deep ball. Um, it's the route running. You know, it's the route running. It's the it's the you know the the Bears defense having to commit you know to what he's doing. You know, you've got a bunch of other wide receivers that are already in rhythm. So you've got you know the defense is is looking is Jarvis at a bunch Landry of... out. Well, that's a good question. I don't. Uh, I, I, I look. Know. I don't know either. I thought I might have seen something, but it, it may have been for like week one or old news. Yeah. Let me. Uh... Let me just see. The, the internet, got, Portland, the internet's still on 56K. So, I mean, but cover your ears up. for the. Uh, yeah. So, I've got, um, I've got Jarvis Landry as week to week with an MCL sprain. And that was posted on Monday. So, well, yeah, well, good. No, we'll have to follow up with that a little bit. That that would make a that would make a little bit of a difference. But regardless, you know, it's a big stage for a rookie quarterback. You know, I like. Uh, I like he played at Ohio some... State, Mike. Wow, that's uh, that's that is uh, that is technically a good point. Do you um, recognize that college football stadiums actually have a higher capacity than most NFL stadiums? Yeah, that's fine, man. It's the Bears, dude. Come on. It's the Bears. They're not any good. They're not any good. <laughs> hey, no, I'll, gonna, I'll, it, I'll give you that. I am not high on Matt Nagy. But yeah, I think it, especially if you can get seven and a half. I mean, this is NFL football. Seven and a half yeah, a lot of points, especially when you've got a good defense. Yeah, I wouldn't touch the spread. I'll, I'll give you that. I would not touch the spread. It, um, if I'm, you know, I'm betting money line here, I'm taking the Browns. I'm not betting this game, but uh, – Oh, okay. Jarvis Landry's on injured reserve, so he's out. <laughs> week to week to injured reserve. <laughs> All right. So yeah, I think that's even more evidence to uh, to take the Bears. So, but anyway, right. I, I can appreciate. Uh, I see what you're saying. A, eh? um, yeah. Sometimes a no bet is uh, is better than a bad bet, and by sometimes I mean 100 percent of the time. Let's this get to fun. Monday. It's gonna be fun to watch. Yes, absolutely. Definitely looking forward to that one. Let's get to Monday Night Football. This is the NFC Least Showdown. The Eagles are headed to Dallas. Dallas is Dallas Cowboys three and a half point favorites. Mad Money Mike, I had to get out a Sharpie to circle the Cowboys so hard. Why wow. should we not double down our mortgage on the Cowboys? Oh, I would say because the Eagles, you know, Kept it competitive against the the 49ers uh, one week after, you know, trouncing the Falcons. Now, obviously, the Falcons aren't anything special. What does any of that mean? (laughs) Well, well, we have to look at at a body of work. We have to. We we have to look at a team's past performance when we're assessing what they can do in any given week. And so in week three, we have to look at weeks one and two. They trounced the Falcons. Obviously, you know, the Falcons are nothing special, but they trounced them to the tune of 32 to 6, and that was an away game. All right. Then they get the 49ers at home and they keep it super competitive. Um, now they have got to go on the road against the Cowboys team. That is playing pretty well. Uh, I will say they that. They beat the Chargers but, and they yeah. hung tight with the Buccaneers. Meanwhile, the Eagles beat the Falcons, who are already tanking. 
And yes, they hung tight to the 49ers, but it's not like the 49ers are really like coming through with like flying colors. The, the 49ers beat the Eagles by six and they barely and they beat the Lions. I mean, I don't think yeah. beating the I don't think hanging I don't think losing by six to the 49ers is, you know, an exceptional mark on the scorecard. No, I mean to be honest with you, I'm gonna have to uh, I'm gonna have to side with uh, with with Triple B on this one, man. I'm gonna have to also circle the Cowboys. Uh, you know, I, I do think that uh, that Jalen Squirts is is gonna have a, a few, you know, top ten moments. I think he's gonna make a few exciting uh, plays happen on his feet to keep this game, you know, at least closer than a blowout. You know, I don't think the Cowboys are gonna get a blowout statement win. But I do see them covering the three and a half. I'm with you. Take me to Sharpie Town, dude. Mark it. I love it. I, I, I agree with you on not being a blowout. Look, I think stacking up the teams, I think the Cowboys are far superior, especially with Dak having like zero rust after two games, after coming off of two separate injuries. But the fact that it's a division game, Division games are always close. I, I hate that we have to give the hook and the, and the Cowboys have to give three and a half. Um, but yeah, I, I don't, I don't even, of course you can always recommend buying a half point, but that's, that's what rookie, that's what rookie podcasters do. No, give me the full three and a half. 52 is a high number. I'll tell you, I do like the under on that, but yeah, that's uh Cowboys three and a half is uh I had to, I had to really dig deep to not – I mean, it's not, it wasn't hard, but that was almost my lock of the week, I guess is what I'm trying to say. So wow, speaking wow. of that, why don't we move to locks of the week? Mad Money Mike, I will start off by saying you are 0-2, as is Cheeto's anti-bets. And let's, let's hear her lock of the week. She has a – I think this is atrocious. I told her, like, I, I said, are you sure you want to do this? This is so uh, bad. It's a moneyline parlay of the Ravens over the Lions, which is minus 375, and the 49ers over the Packers, which is like hmm. taking the 49ers on the money line at minus 173 over the Packers, maybe the worst bet I've ever seen. So anyway, if you if you get parlay those two together, get, you get even get the, money. Get the blankets on the couch. <laughs> All right. I won't Ravens, post this until tomorrow. <laughs> Ravens, Ravens, 49ers. Raven, yeah, Ravens and 49ers. Even money parlay in, money. Yeah, line. I was gonna say I've got that basically even money on, on OLS. It's plus one oh four, so roughly even money. Wow. That's, um that's fascinating. Ravens on the road, and then, of course, 49ers having to go up to legendary reigning MVP Aaron Rodgers. That is the definition of an anti-bet. So yes. that's off to her for uh, staying true to her theme. Um, but uh, I would encourage her to uh, keep her percent low on that one. <laughs> I, hey, she doesn't have that problem. Let me tell you that. So if she's got anything going for her, it's that uh, – she is much more fiscally responsible than I am. Mad Money Mike, let's hear your lock of the week, man. I'm trying to think like on the spot what you're coming up with, but I don't know, man. I don't know which way you're going to go. I know you're 0-2, so hopefully you're going up. Well, I, 
I want to make a legit lock of the week. So I, I, I really. What does I that mean? To... Are you saying all the other ones are not legit? No, listen. Of course they're. I'm. I didn't mean to say legit. So what I, I, I had teased earlier, having an ace up my sleeve, that's indicative of going outside the box. I don't you want to go trick. outside the. I did say trick at first. Thank you so much. We got it. <laughs> an elephant never forgets. I. Zing! Shots coming back. <laughs> All right, I no, that's a, that's a that's a compliment. I'm you gotta you know. <laughs> you call me an elephant there. because of their memory. <laughs> Everyone knows that. Um, they, uh, okay, so uh, first I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you my lock of the week, and then I am going to you're about to be you're about to be real proud of me, and then I uh, will tell you what I was gonna go with that I'm 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 backing out of at the last minute. My lock of the week is an alternate line because I do not believe in uh, in what you said, that only amateurs take alternate lines. And we previously discussed um, odds for locks of the week, and I think, I think minus 165, although that is not what we would call great value, is still lock of the week worthy. A lock of the week is a guaranteed win. That means you can tag it onto another game. You can parlay it. Or you can take it alone at minus 165. I have got, drumroll please, the Dallas Cowboys at minus 1.5. Wow, I got crickets on there, folks. Did you hear that? (laughs) Hey, look, Mike, let me just tell you this. Like, when you're 0-2, I'm not going to bust your balls too much for taking a minus 165. What I will tell you is when Chittum tried to take a minus 173, I said you can't do that. You have to parlay it with something to get it closer to even. So you're uh, you're on before. the cusp. I know we've talked about this before. I know we've talked about this before. I'm taking uh, I'm taking I'm taking liberties, but you need uh, a win. But it is, you need a win. I need a win. I need a win. So <laughs> it is what it is. Our our loyal listeners hey. will appreciate me for it. Uh, very quickly, I just want to go with. The, the old ace up the sleeve that I did not go with um, to get me more to an even money bet. I've got Arizona Cardinals in the electric Kyler Murray going on the road and getting it done on the money line at the Jacksonville Jaguars at minus 380 parlayed with Josh Allen, potential MVP candidate, captain of the ship for the Buffalo Bills, Bills Mafia at home with the decrepit Washington football st- team visiting them on the money line at minus 365 and then a third team parlayed with the denver broncos at home a mile above sea level against the atrocious the ridiculous the embarrassing new york jets money line and those three teams arizona cardinal buffalo bills denver bronco on the money line get you to minus one 12 that's the ace up the sleeve that's the three-team parlay never been done on the pod before a three-team parlay is lock of the week i feel like i'm watching like the home shopping network are like (laughs) if i've look i bought a used car once and i won't buy it again because i've heard sales pitches like that for piles of poop like that Mad Money Mike, why don't you just take Cowboys money line with Cardinals money line as your lock of the week? 
Wow, so you don't like the Buffalo Bills at home against the Washington football team, and you don't like Denver Broncos at home against the Jets. Is that what I'm, is that what well, I'm look, hearing? Well, just, look, I'm just trying to get you something close to even that has, like, the minimum potential for, like, a eyebrow-raising, holy crap, I can't believe that happened. Which like, one? Which, but like, which which one of those games to you is the is the biggest risk? I'm curious. I'm so just saying, like, feel, any additional you team you add has a little bit of risk. I mean, Buffalo lost at home versus Steelers week one. Okay, all right, yeah, and and with Fitzmagic getting injured, uh, I'm sure Washington football team is right in the same conversation with the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers and two time Super Bowl. Uh, oh, because the Pittsburgh Steelers look really good, right? Have you seen Taylor Heineke? He's not bad, man. I'm just saying, look, I'm not saying I expect them to win. I'm just saying, like, foot, they, that's why they play the game. And well, I, this is the I, reason I really why love... I didn't go with this. This is the reason why I didn't go with this as my locker. So, so, here, so here's why you – so here's you again, Mad Money Mike, throwing out two different bets. And, like, who knows which one you're actually taking. But next week, <laughs> just cross your fingers that one of them hits so you can say, oh, that's why. Or, like, oh, see, I should have. And, like, regardless of what happens, it's going to be my fault. So here is what I'm going to tell you, Mad Money Mike. You tell us, final answer, what is your lock of the week? Lock of the week. I am going with, hey, why don't you tell us your lock of the week real quick while I think about it? <laughs> Dude, that's respectable. My lock of the week, like, back up the truck. Seahawks money line minus 125 at the Vikings. The Seahawks, <laughs> they came off a terrible loss to the Titans in overtime, and they are definitely going to bounce back. <clears throat> Excuse me, man. I'm getting a little choked up about how much money we're about to win. Sounds like that bet got stuck in your throat there. (laughs) Look, man, sometimes it's just such a massive winner gets stuck in the throat. The Seahawks money line, money line, minus 125 at the Minnesota Vikings. That's locked. That's such a lock. I I was very close to taking the Cowboys. I was also very close to taking Green Bay. But uh, Seahawks on the money line, couldn't pass it up. I'm one and one. I'm the only one on this pod to have a win. So, dear loyal listeners, please keep that in mind. Meanwhile, Mad Money Mike just threw out at least three different bets. So, I mean, like, who are you going to trust right now? That's only two. It involved eight teams, Mad Money Mike. Like, we're all sleeping right now. Just what is it? No, okay. It's – you first of all, you kind of forced me to throw out that second bet because you were giving me crap about the odds on my first lock of the week. Lock that was only week, after you gave out like a secondary, like, ooh, thought of this. Nah, nah, well, okay, fine, fair enough on that one. I like the Cowboys at minus one and a half and minus 165 as my lock of the week. That's it, man. I already threw it out. Lock of the week. I just want okay. our loyal listeners to know that. Cardinals, Bills, Broncos, three-way parlay money line gets you to even odds. That is another bet that I like. It's not my lock of the week, but it's another bet that I like that I encourage everyone to take a look at. There you have it. All right. It was Cards, Bills, and who? Broncos. Okay. All right. Excellent. So your lock of the week for the record, Cowboys minus one and a half over Eagles. I like it. At minus at minus 165. Yep. Yeah. I like it. I like it. All right. Hey, with that being said, 
let's move to to be honest most of our loyal listeners either like skipped to here or they've been multitasking to now to the diaper dad diaries hey yo mad money mike oh okay i'm not even gonna ask i'm just i'm gonna hold my questions let's start with your lock of the week i'm <laughs> sorry your diaper dad diary <laughs> okay <laughs> All right, I've got, I've got a pretty good one. Um, so we celebrated the first birthday. So hey yo, we made it a year of uh, parenting in the books. And nice. uh, as everybody knows, once uh, once you make it to a year, you're done. So that's it. You know, mission accomplished. <laughs> I get to uh, get to rest easy now. <laughs> so we uh, had a little uh, had a little birthday in the park. So you know, ordered a bunch of pizza, got a bunch of beer, invited you know friends and coworkers, and. Uh, you know, you know, everyone's having a good time and it's getting to be time to do the cake. And so we're getting ready. Hey, everybody, you know, make the announcement, we're going to do the cake. And so like, while we're getting everything kind of all set up, I'm holding, I'm holding Valley and she, and so she had been eating a piece of pizza. It was like the perfect, like toy to like keep her completely occupied. She was like an angel. Cause she had this like pizza that she's been munching on. And so now I'm holding her as we're getting ready for cake time. And she's like, like one of her favorite things to do is like, feed you know feed me or feed elena like to feed us so she's like shoving the pizza in my mouth and i'm like you know ah, taking bites and you know she's laughing and i'm holding her and she's just so aggressively just shoving it in my mouth like so hard and i'm just like you know like taking bites and she thinks it's funny and i'm like kind of being animated you know taking bites well then like people start talking to me people start talking to me but i'm still trying to keep her entertained so I look away and I'm like looking at the people talking to me and she's shoving the pizza still in my mouth and I'm still <laughs> trying to entertain her with my animated art taking bites while not looking and I munch. I'm talking about like, I'm like, this is so hor- horrifying. Like, this is horrific. I get her finger and oh. I get, and I think it's like crust or whatever, and I'm just like, oh. and, and like, right, just at the time, it just like clicks in my head, like there's just that like, like an instant lightning flash of like, oh my god, that's your finger, and but like at the exact moment, she's like, just like, I'm, she's in so much pain, she's just like her body oh, just no. starts squirming, she's in so much pain, she just starts screaming bloody murder, so we're at this party having a great time. It's about to do cake time. Okay, she's ready. And I literally almost bite my daughter's finger off. She's like inconsolable. She's like crying so hard. It's so bad. Luckily, you know, I like I walk off with her and like I, you know, do all the different things, you know, like, you know, first I pat her and hold her. And then I'm like, oh, you know, what's that? What's that? Oh, you see a bird? You see a bird? Or just squirrels? You know, it's like everything I can think of. I like divert her attention away. Somehow my little trooper just like pulls through she gets over the crying. She's like fine again. And she just completely recovers, does the 180. We get her down for the cake. We get amazing videos and pictures of her with her little cake and her little flower crown. And it's just like it, everything turns out wonderful. But there was a moment where I almost ruined the first birthday party because I literally almost bit my daughter's finger off. And that is the Diaper Dad Diary. <laughs> Oh, two questions for you, Mad Money Mike. Did you get any letters from any people? Uh, I mean, some people gave us like a card, you know, like they wrote in a card or whatever. Like, you didn't get any cards oh, from any particular hey-o. people. 
Kramer, <coughs> the caveman, the caveman sent a birthday card meant to reach out to you about that, man. Sweetest thing ever. Kramer sends a birthday card to Valley all the way from the great state of Louisiana. That's too adorable, man. Um, that it was a love a, letter, dude. It was a love yeah, letter. That one's, that Valley's one's first love books. letter. Yeah, that one's going in the books, dude. That was super <laughs> sweet, man. Can't uh, can't thank the K-Man enough for thinking of us uh, in the big one year, man. Really appreciate that. Dude, congratulations. The other question I had is I ha- we have to know. We all know up in Portland, you're very veggie-friendly, you know, very environmentally conscious. What were the toppings on the pizza? Well, the pizza, well, the one that she had was just like a cheese pizza. But, I mean, you know, like traditional pizza, and obviously we had guests and stuff. So we did get – we had a pepperoni, and we had a combo, which is, you know, the pepperoni and the sausage and the mushrooms and the olives. And then we had one that was just pepperoncinis and then one that was just tomatoes and onions. So, oh, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. surprised. Cater to, uh, cater to all tastes when it comes to uh, pizza for the party. Okay. I was expecting to hear exotic – and by exotic, I mean disgusting vegetables. No offense, like broccoli <laughs> or cauliflower, or I mean, hey, pineapple has its place on a pizza. But anyway, that's Gotta freaking sweet. Got to know your audience. <laughs> <laughs> and in this episode of my story, <laughs> all right. So over here, diaper dad diary. So Kramer, he's a uh, you know he's a little munchkin. He's writing you know happy birthday gifts over or happy birthday cards over to Valley, but. He's also uh, – we also have this little toy that it has, uh, you know, some three-dimensional shapes. And you've got, you know, the, the three-dimensional triangle, wooden blocks, right? A triangle uh, – I don't even know what it's called, like a prism or whatever. But it's also got like a circle or a sphere or whatever and also, you know, your typical cube. And they're all painted different colors. And, of course, you know, on the box of the game, it's got cutouts for those particular shapes with those colors. And so it's like, oh, hey, put the yellow triangle through this yellow triangle opening and, you know, uh, yada, yada, yada for the circle and the square. And so, like, I had, like, this was like a new toy to me, but apparently he had been playing with it either all day or for a couple of days. And so, <laughs> you know, we, we get it out, we get all the different pieces out, and like, he does it bang, bang, bang. And I was like, whoa. I did not expect that to happen. Like he put all three shapes through all three correct holes just like that. And so it's like, oh boy, like I'm I'm pre-dialing Mensa at this point. But you know, the shapes fall out the bottom and he gets them again. And uh not so much success, I guess, to put it lightly. He like I guess, you know, hey, he's a kid, right? Can't blame him. He's still trying to understand like which color is the same color as that color and also uh, with the okay so the shapes i could definitely understand and i guess all this i do understand being a father of a newborn but just like how far off he was the second time when he just did it the first time maybe it was like okay was that luck or like what's going on here (laughs) but he had the same response he was like the second time he tried to do it he's like what is going on here and he flipped like He's got it. All right. So I've heard about the terrible twos and how like kids get tantrums, but he's only barely, not even, I think I'm like rounding up when I say he's 14 months. So he's like barely over a year and he flipped his shit. Like 
he lost it. He's starting to throw stuff. And usually when he throws stuff, like, we try to encourage him because, like, oh, future baseball player. But, no, <laughs> like, not when you're throwing, like, wooden blocks at me. So he lost it. I thought we had made good progress on his, like, you know, certain cognitive skills. But apparently we're still at, like, step one. But, anyway, it was uh, it was quite an experience. He's, uh, he's hit and miss when – he's, like – I mean, he can play Major League Baseball. He's hit and miss. But uh, it was uh, – it was one for the books, I guess. That's great stuff, man. That's great stuff. Dude, he's only 14 months old, man. He's a baby. The fact, to me, at his age, the fact that he's having temper tantrums where he chucks blocks at you, that speaks even more to how smart of a kid he is, dude. I love this guy, man. God, I cannot wait to, wait to meet the K-Man in person. That's a fantastic story, dude. This is uh, – I can tell he's my kind of guy, man. Just absolutely love well, it. That's a good one. He's your kind of guy because he throws wood, wood at me? Like, come oh, big on. big temper tantrum man. guy, man. Big temper tantrum guy myself, dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. If any of that went through the gene pool and uh, is now instilled in the Valley, hey, all I can tell you is good luck, and I hope that it doesn't start until the terrible twos because, oh, man. Kramer's little temper tantrums, man. Oh my goodness, it's a, it's a, it's an entire other podcast. But, um, all right, love it. Anyway, love it. <laughs> oh man, raising a child. That's uh, yep. I should He's stop here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's true. Anyway, it is Friday. It is at the precipice of week three. We've already kicked off week three with uh at least for you, an exciting Thursday night football game between the Panthers and the Texans. But we've got a full slate of Sunday and one Monday game of NFL action week three. We'll be back probably next Wednesday, potentially with a special guest. Please, dear loyal listeners, shoot us an email. It's a lock podcast at gmail.com. Don't forget our Twitter account at it's a lock podcast. No apostrophes in any of that mad money. Mike, I plan to be posted up on the couch watching nfl red zone what are your plans how do you want to close out this pod i'm gonna be right there with you man i had uh i had one grandma uh leave town a couple days ago after having been in town which was awesome and then now i've got the other set of grandparents coming into town tomorrow so hopefully i have them to help get me some more couch time as well so i am right there with you man i cannot wait to uh go back and forth with uh with what we've got going on and, and what we're watching live. And, and you know I'll be dropping the hammer on some live bets. So hopefully our loyal listeners are, are following me at, uh, at Bet Stamp because there's going to be some there's going to be some monsters. There's going to be some whales this weekend. I can already feel it. Can't wait to see how our locks of the week play out. Thanks again to Dad to the Bone for the loyal listener email. Please keep them coming. All of our loyal listeners, please make sure you email us at It's a Lock at podcast it's a lock podcast at gmail.com and tweet us at it's a lock podcast big bet brent as always man it is such a pleasure to spend this time with you can't thank you enough wouldn't want to spend uh, my friday any other way can't wait to do it again with you brother excellent of course i love that shout out to all the grannies out there including those that are playing yahoo pick'em fantasy football that is going to do it for season two episode number six It's a lock podcast in the books. It's a lock. That'll do it for this week's episode. Thanks for tuning in. On behalf of Mad Money Mike, this is Big Bet Brent 
saying so long and see you next week.